Hi, friends, and welcome to The Afterword, a podcast where we meet up to have a deeper conversation about the truths we're studying in the Bellevue Women Bible Study each week. I'm your host, Donna Gaines, and I'm here with my co-host, Dana Street, and our two very special guests this semester, Peggy Williams and Leslie Hollowell. As we continue our study, All That Matters, Walk Worthy, the message of Colossians and Philemon, we spent this week growing roots, seeking to grow in our faith in Christ and in His Word. As we walk this road, we will no doubt encounter opposition from our own flesh, this world, and our enemy. But Christ empowers us to keep moving forward and to remember that the abundant life is lived by those who press on. You're listening to The Afterword. Well, ladies, thank you once again for joining us. And so very true. We do encounter opposition, do we not? (laughs) Sometimes it is our own flesh. Sometimes it's the thought system and processes of the Mm. world. And sometimes it's just a demonic attack of the evil one who wants to distract us and thwart God's good plan in our life. But praise the Lord, we are rooted and grounded in Christ Jesus as we looked. This passage in Colossians was so rich, rich, so full. It's almost overwhelming. Yes. I think if you took Colossians, you could spend probably two years because each verse is just so rich with truth and not just biblical truth, but transforming, life transforming truth, which as you were teaching this morning, I just kept thinking, Lord, you are building such a message. And as y'all were just talking a minute ago, God's message for, you know how we can hear the same thing, but God speaks differently to each one of us. Tailors it for each person. Mm -hmm. He does. And that is so beautiful. But being rooted and grounded in Christ, oh my, if we're not, we succumb to every worldly tradition, thought, everything that's every out there. Every wind of doctrine we, that blows fly, through. Yeah, we're just yeah. flailing out there in the wind exactly. if we are not rooted. Absolutely. Awesome job, Donna. Oh. It just was a great, great well, lesson just this morning. Tremendous text. Just really amazing. Such insight that God has granted us in what we have because we're in Christ. And, you know, if we would just live out of what we profess and what we actually know, yes. how would it change our lives if we really mm. appropriated the truth and made it a part of our lives? Mm. And so we're talking today about spiritual warfare. And obviously, we have to be rooted and grounded in the Word of God to even recognize it. But we also know the battleground is our mind, mm. because the only real tool the enemy has against us is the lie. It's right. the lies he brings against God, against us, against God's good plan for our life. That's why we've got to learn how to take thoughts captive to the obedience of Jesus Christ and saturate our minds in his truth so that we detect the lie. Because the lie can be very appealing to our flesh, can it not? Absolutely. (laughs) Peggy, how do you see that in counseling with the women that come to you? You know, just when we were talking about thoughts, people either underestimate or overestimate. And that's the same with the enemy. Some will just underestimate, oh, he's not really real. Don't have to worry with that. And they're like a sitting duck. But what I mostly find is women who either overestimate. Remember the books, Piercing the Darkness? By yes, yes, yes. I loved those books. It really opened my eyes. But people got really weird on that. They were like seeing a demon in every yes, floorboard right. and all that kind of thing. And, you know, Flip Wilson was wrong. Like, the devil can't make you do anything you don't want to do. A young woman came in one time several years ago, and she said, the devil is really messing with me. And I said, well, maybe he is, and maybe he isn't. Ultimately, he will, but maybe he is. And I explained to her, you've got to take your every thought captive to be inscribed. There's things you have to exercise Mm -hmm. and do Mm -hmm. yourself. And she was not. And she was saying, I'm a Christian. I'm protecting. You don't be ignorant of that. And the Bible says that. Do not be ignorant of his schemes. And so we just need to be aware. He is real. He's powerful, but he's not as powerful as our God. 
And, and as we studied this morning, he's been disarmed. Yes. And Christ oh, has made a public yes. spectacle of him mm-hmm. as he's paraded him through the courts of heaven. That was good. So yes, he's angry, yes. but he has been disarmed. Yes. And truly, the only weapon he mm-hmm. has against us is the lie. Unless God allows something to come into our life, we are protected by the presence of God and his mm-hmm. sovereign will over us. If God allows it to come into our life, we know it's a tool that he's going to use for good to make us more like Jesus Christ and to allow mm-hmm. any dross, any sin in our own life to be brought to the surface. So if God allows it, it's for our good. But he's also given us everything we need in Christ to be protected against the enemy and to stand firm against his schemes, like Paul tells us in Ephesians. And if the enemy came against Jesus and against Paul, why do we think he's not going to exactly. come against us? Yes. Yes. Exactly. Yes. And we just have to remind him who he is and that he is defeated. Uh-huh. He does not have power, like you said, unless we exalt that, unless we... And come underneath that in our lives. When our youngest son was in fourth grade, he went through a test stress thing. He was just was not doing well on stress. And so he got a tremendous amount of sympathy from his grandmother. (laughs) And so uh, we were living in Gardendale at the time. So he would call my mom and talk with her. And finally, she called him one day and she said, okay, Matthew, the Lord has just really given me a picture. And I want you to know that this is an attack. I really feel like this is an attack on your life. And you need to learn now at this young age how to deal with it. And God's word says the enemy is under your feet. So when you start taking a test and you start feeling these feelings of anxiety coming up, I want you to stomp your foot and smash it in the ground and remind the enemy who it is. Mm. And he used it as a test taking, I mean, Oh, that was his chest-taking strategy. I, like I need to start stomping my feet. He's you know? stomping his feet while he's taking Exactly. <laughs> but, it, you know, it's such a visual yes, of reminding is. the enemy who he is. Mm, absolutely. That's good visual. And, you know, I dealt with that in my own life with fear and panic attacks and the fear of speaking in front of adults and having to take those thoughts captive and replace them with the truth of God's yes. Word. goes back to when the enemy hits us with what if. Yes. We hit him with what is. Yes. It is written. And we do just as Christ did. And Christ was victorious against every Mm -hmm. temptation because he fought with the word Word of of God, God. the sword of the spirit. Mm -hmm. So that's what we are to do as well. And you know, the peace that I have now, you look back on it once you've pressed through and think, how did that have such a, I mean, you just really, it's almost embarrassing. Like, how did I allow that to get a hold of me? But when you're in the midst of it, you do not see the way out and it feels extremely real and overwhelming. So that's where people typically come to us. They're in that overwhelming stage when they come in for help. So where do you start with someone like that, Leslie? Mm. Well, you know, for me, I actually just got to teach this weekend on you're not your thoughts, but you will battle your thoughts. And so I've really pondered so much of that. But going back to Romans chapter 7, verses 23, 24, and 25, But I see another law at work in the members of my body, waging war against the law of my mind. And our mind is where the war is waged so many times. If we do not learn to take those thoughts captive. But Paul goes on to say, what a wretched man I am. Who will rescue me from this body? And I love this next one. So then I myself, in my mind, am a slave to God's law. And I think when we began 
to remind these women and myself. I mean, I'm right. the battle of my mind all the time. Absolutely. It's a battle to help them understand, you know what? God's Word tells us in 2 Corinthians 10, we are to take every right. thought captive. But how do we do that? But Paul also says that even though we are in the world, he goes, we do not live by the standards right. of the world. And I love that phrase because the world is out to get us. You know, you're going to be a slave to the world or you're going to be a slave to the Word. And I think we've That's got right. to fight for that. It's not something that happened. No war. Hudson and I, I have a fourth grader. So yes. we often talk so much about, buddy, we have the power. You know, yes. we have the power in Jesus Christ. But it's not, if you, he's a great pianist. I'm so thankful for that gift. But it doesn't just, he has to sit down and practice. Right. And I think we have to recognize what we're up against yes. and help these women. And I work with more with teenage girls and college girls to recognize what they have in God's Word. Ephesians 6, take up the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Right. So they have a sword. Are they sharpening it with God's Word? So right. those are some of the things that I feel like, you know, yeah. everyone needs And that. I challenged my girls when they were growing up to know God's Word and to wield it well. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> yes. Wield, wield that sword. Well. <laughs> yes. And I think, I mean, the lies are good, but I think you talked this morning about death to yourself. Mm -hmm. That is an ongoing daily battle. And I think sometimes we think, ah, as long as nobody knows about it, it's okay. But when we don't live according to God's ways, and of course the Holy Spirit helps us with that, that gives it a place, an opportunity for the enemy to toehold, I mean, to build a whole set of of fortresses of lies. And so, you know, obedience is not just about a checklist. It's a protection from the enemy that if we will really seek to live for the Lord, and it's those hidden secret things that no one knows about that I think he gets power over us. I think people that grew up had a quiet time in the morning, and I think that's really great to meet with God. But I think the unspoken thing was, I just have to do it once a day. And so people would say, like, I'll take care of that next day. If I waited a whole 24 hours to take care of business with the Lord, I mean, I'd be there all day. Mm -hmm. I think we should learn to, on the fly, take care of that stuff. And I'm not saying like walk on eggshells or be weird about it, but when the Holy Spirit actually convicts you about something you did, the way you spoke, the way you acted, the way you reacted, those are mine, the reactions. When God convicts you, take care of it right then. You don't mm. want that accumulating in your heart. That's right. Because that gives a toehold to the enemy. That's right. Mm-hmm. And I think just being aware of that. Um, so it is lies, but it's also just unprotected, unconfessed sin in right. our own life that it just... He knows that. Mm-hmm. He knows that, and he goes in for the attack. Well, that's what gives him access is yes. that unconfessed yes. sin. And so that's where he gets that toehold. Mm-hmm. Yes. And once we crack the door, he tries to blow it open. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if we hide what we would call little sins. Yes. Only because we don't really understand the holiness of God. Yes. There are no little sins. Mm-hmm. Sin separates, and sin gives the enemy the advantage. Well, and this morning in Colossians, where it talked about walking with yes. the Lord. You know, and I think with that walk, is that what you were saying, Peggy? It's just that one step at a time with Him. And when you have that mishap, you confess it, you know, and... God's Word just tells us, walk in the Spirit, and you won't fulfill the desires of the flesh. But I struggle with that myself. You know, just everybody's like, okay, Lord, I've got to walk in you because we live in a broken world. And those are the schemes of the enemy to get us to fall prey to those things. Well, I do think there are some things in our culture, like a victim mentality that the enemy is preying on that he wants people to feel like they're victims, that they're unable to overcome whatever they're dealing with. It can be stress, anxiety, depression, some of the things we've talked about previously, loneliness, whatever it may be. He wants you to feel like you have no power against it and deal with, well, in the flesh, I don't. 
But the good news is I'm not dependent upon my flesh. I have the power of the Holy Spirit living within me. And I call upon the Lord to fight yes. my battle. And I take those thoughts captive and I wield the sword of the word of God against the enemy. And the power is in his word and in his spirit, not in me. And I love that God gave me when I was the pastor's wife and felt so inadequate and, and you know couldn't talk in front of adults and all those things. God gave me Ephesians 3.20 back then. And I wrote it down and I memorized it and I prayed through it. But that's what's so true. Now to him who is able, I don't have to be able. And those of you that are listening, you don't have to be able either. That's a lie of the enemy, that right. you've got to be good enough, equipped enough, adequate enough. No, you don't. That's the beauty of the gospel. He is able, so we don't have to be. We just have to surrender to Him. And then He's able to come in and do exceeding abundantly beyond all that we can ask or imagine according to His power that dwells within us. It's not our ability and it's not our power. Right. It's His. Right. But Peggy, that goes back to what you were talking about. It's the death to the flesh so that his power takes over. Yes. He is not going to force himself on us. He invites us, and we've got to be willing to be obedient, to die to the flesh so that his spirit can take over. How do you teach people to do that? Because that's a concept. Once you've done it, you get it. But that's a tough concept to try to articulate. They need to be aware of where their vulnerabilities are. Like when I teach women about eating and stuff, the HALT method, I know y'all, when you're hungry, when you're angry, when you're lonely and you're tired, that is when you're most vulnerable. That is a spiritual thing also. (laughs) In the temptation of Jesus, the enemy was counting on him being so hungry, and he really was hungry, but he was counting on Jesus in that hunger to take care of it himself. Mm, And I'm not just talking hungry for food. When we're hungry for security, significance, Mm. power, control, all of those things, which gives enemy an opportunity, just to have some awareness about what is really going on here. What am I hungering for? Or the lonely, the tired, and the angry. Just to recognize where are my vulnerabilities first, because the enemy sure knows it. Not because he can read our minds, because he just watched us. We are patterned Mm. people. Absolutely. We (laughs) habitually do the same thing over and over. Now, we can switch it. We can switch it if we want. But he just watches that. I mean, I could watch somebody for 24 hours and kind of know what they like and where they like to go. I could watch that. So the enemy is watching. And again, we're not scared of him. Greater is he who's in us, Christ, and he who's in the world. But I think sometimes we kind of deceive ourselves that we think, I know Christ, and so I can just get away with whatever. No, not if you want to walk the worthy walk and walk in victory every day and be protected from the enemy. So I would help them say, okay, what was going on when that, what were you thinking? How are you going to take care of that yourself? What did you rely on other than Jesus? Because I know you rely on something. And it's something in us that needs to die, replaced with the truth. That's good. How about you, Leslie? Well, you know, I think we've talked about feelings. We've talked about anxiety. But as we help each other, and that's what we're in this community, we got to recognize that our feelings are great passengers. I read this last week. <laughs> but they're horrible drivers. Right. You know, we can't. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think we live in a generation which are led by feelings yes. these days. The, everything mm-hmm. they see on the social media, they react to. And so are we helping them understand, you know what, you've got the Holy Spirit within you if you're a believer in Christ and that He's the one driving us. Feelings are normal. Like it is so normal to be have anxiety. God's Word talks about that. Right. It's so normal to have all of these things, but we can't let them move in the passenger seat. And so recognizing all of those all of the beautiful tools that we have as a believer, walking in the Spirit, you know, living in His Word and having that sword to fight with, but it's a choice. And I think that is one of the things that I, you know, help my girls understand. What are we choosing? What are we choosing? Are you choosing to walk in the Spirit? Are you choosing 
to watch things that, you know, feed your mind because, you know, anything that's not fed will eventually die, you know, and so helping them understand a lot of those, just giving them tools, yeah. like, and also just reminding them they're normal, yes. <laughs> you know, that, that we it all is deal a with battle. It. it is a battle. Mm-hmm. Every day, I think, is a battle with the enemy's schemes, and we all deal with different things. Because the truth that we're victors in Christ, but the truth that we still have a sin nature, <laughs> those yes. things yes. are both still mm-hmm. true. Yes. Yeah. And that's that battle Paul's talking about in Romans, you know, yes. that that's still going in on all of us. And Dana, you've worked with women for many years, and I know spiritual warfare is a topic that you've taught on. So how do you help women kind of come to grips with that? I think it's easier for men to understand the battle concept than it is for women. And so I think that is one thing that we have to help women with in particular is to realize this is a war. It is an all-out war. And Craig Rochelle has a great thing in his book, um, The Battle for the Mind. And he talks about how little boys mainly do the one, two, three, four, I declare a thumb war, and you go back and forth with the thumbs. Right. But that we have to do that with our thoughts. One, two, three, four. I declare a thought war, and I am not going to give consent. The thought may come, yeah. but I don't have to let it build a nest in my mind. Okay, what are some of those thoughts that all of us have? Some of y'all just spit them out there. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm not good enough. I don't measure I'm up. I'm not good enough. She doesn't like me. Yes. I just blew it. You know, I said something stupid. I mean, all of those things that just come. And, and, just, and what are we focusing on? Ourselves when we do that. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. We are exalting yes. ourselves. And what above. is Christ the, called yes. us to focus on Him yes. and then at others. And the enemy wants us to focus in and focus mm. on ourselves. And, you know, as we said before, that's a very small package yes. when you're looking in instead of looking up at Him. And He fills us with power and wisdom and confidence because it's confidence in Him, not in ourselves. Mm-hmm. And then we're able to go out and minister to others. And that takes mm-hmm. away the comparison and the competition because we've said over and over, women are terrible about comparing and competing, right. yes. but you cannot minister to someone that you are comparing yourself you to or competing with. Absolutely. So we've got to find that significance and our desire to be loved and accepted in Christ. And when we have that, those inward needs met we're able to love people out of the overflow without demanding that they meet a need for us that only God can meet. And that's true for husbands, for children, yes. for friends. You know, I think it's another battle that we deal with, but the enemy comes in to destroy our relationships mm-hmm. because that's what the thief does. He comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But Christ came to give us life, abundant. And that's what should depict our lives. And that's our Colossians study this morning, overflowing mm-hmm. with gratitude. Yes. You know, when we're rooted and built up in Christ, when we're walking with Him, we will overflow with gratitude. I mean, I think all of our hearts were overflowing with gratitude by the end of the study today, simply yes. because of all That's we so have good. in Christ. Exactly. It's just, you know, it's it's hard to wrap your mind around all that He's yeah. given us, and only the Lord can reveal that to us through His Holy Spirit. And we want those of you listening to grasp that too, who yeah. you are in Christ and the blessings we have yeah. because we're in Christ. And He's given us everything we need for, for life, life and, and godliness. godliness. You know, and next week or when we hit... Colossians 3, set mm-hmm. your mind yes. on things yes. above, not mm-hmm. on earthly things. I tell myself all the time, Leslie, in light of eternity, none of this matters. Exactly. In light of eternity, none of this matters. The things that we battle so often, yes. you know, yes. so turning your minds back to Jesus. But Well, I don't think everything is spiritual attack. 
I think no, you're right. I know. But there is real spiritual attack. And when I tell women, when after I listen to them and I'll say, well, have you ever thought that before? You, no. Well, that's a clue. That's not. Mm-hmm. And I'll say, what does the enemy know that God wants to do with this situation that he's trying so hard to prevent? Mm-hmm. And if that doesn't rouse them up, I don't know what else does. But it does. I mean, he knows the influence that we want to have right. for Christ. He knows our potential and he is trying to thwart it. Right. And if we can let people know, you know, if you're coming against this much attack, yeah, get excited about you can win this thing, but he's trying so hard to prevent it. And that can get women really excited to fight, to fight this battle. And it is a war. It It is is a war. Because we do get weary, don't we? Yes. Mm -hmm. But that is also why we need each other. And that was why I think the picture this past week of the trees with the root, interconnected root systems, the sequoias and the redwoods, how beautiful that is, that that's how God has created us as believers, is for our roots to be intertwined so that we're helping to hold each other up. But not only that, we're supplying nutrition. Yes. (laughs) Exactly. For each other as well. We're strengthening through the storms. You know, when the storms come, they're they're right there together. Right. So. Well, and it's nurturing the soil of our hearts, and that's where we grow. Because if we're not being nurtured, we simply do not grow. That's right. And there's no standing still in the Christian life. You're either yes. going forward or going backwards. Yeah. So we cannot be apathetic or lazy Christians like yes. we talked about in our work exactly. this week. But we've got to be on guard. That's exactly what the Scripture tells us. We've got to be sober and alert because the enemy is prowling about like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. And he can only devour us if we allow him to. Yes. Because there has to be sin there that gives him that open door. So for those of you who are listening, we encourage you. Stick with the Word of God. Immerse yourself in the Word of God so that you know the truth of God's Word and learn how to wield your sword well. Because as we said at the end of our study this morning, Jesus defeated the enemy by saying, it is written, it is written. He used the sword against the evil one and he was able to come to the end of his life and on the cross say, it is finished because he bore our sin in his body on that tree because he faithfully said, it is written. If we will do the same, follow his example, walk in his path, God will grant us victory. And we will not only say it is finished, we will say it is well. Thank you for listening. The Afterword Podcast is a production of Bellevue Women and Bellevue Baptist Church in Memphis, Tennessee. For more Bible studies and other resources, visit bellevue.org women.